0: Welcome to episode 28 of the Atalan Rising podcast, where in this episode we're going to discuss uh, episode 3 of the Inhumans TV show, and uh, just go over quickly some pretty fresh news out of NYCC, uh, which has literally come out in the last couple of hours. Um, it's just myself and Doc today. Hi, Doc.
1: Hi. How's it going? Um, our, uh, our, other, our usual co-host, uh, Seren, is embedded in NYCC, so can't join us this evening, but yeah, I, um, I really
0: wish hope I was she's there. having
1: a fun time. <laughs> Um, um,
0: but talking the, of talking of NYCC... There was some news. Yes, there was uh, some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. news, which is basically along the lines of... And um, I think it's going to be kind of assumed that there's going to be spoilers in this episode. So potentially spoilers for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so you, there's your warning. Um, basically, at the end of Season 4, I believe... Well, I haven't actually seen Season 4, so you'll have to confirm this for me, Doc. But it's uh, it's kind of like... Apparently there was an, a nameless guy that abducted the shield guys um, and put them in space, and it's basically the first twenty minutes detailing that.
1: Right, it, it was sort of a mystery. It's not, uh, uh, not, it hasn't been shown yet how they ended up in outer space.
0: No, but it's uh, it's got callbacks all the way to season two and three, I believe. Um, right, which is quite exciting for us because obviously they were very. In humor base, they were very sort of uh, secret warriors ish, um, and they had. Well, the I whole... think
1: we're going to be seeing a lot more of the Cree.
0: Yeah, that would be really exciting. That would be re- genuinely really exciting. Um, I'm
1: I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I still need to catch up on season four yet. Um, oh, you're in for a treat. Season four, I think, um, just in terms of the quality of the writing, uh, was probably to my mind the best of all of the Shield Agents of Shield seasons. Um, Really well done. So you're in for a treat there, and we're all in for a treat because it looks like um, they're going to premiere Shield pretty much um, in January, uh, so that we won't have much of a break between the ending of Inhumans and the starting back up of uh, Shield. So I Friday was, night. Uh,
0: I thought it was the fir- like the first of December, or my I-, I got that wrong.
1: Well, you know, I'm not so good either. You, um, <laughs> what are the two? The- <laughs> Either December or January real soon yeah. um we'll yeah. put up a something online that, that that has the exact deets yeah but um friday nights will continue to be a uh, uh, marvel tv content night um so and it, it really looks like uh you know
0: like we said in the last episode disney pushing for shield to be Continued um, is actually really exciting because it does look like they're amping up the quality quite a lot. So, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. something to really look forward to.
1: So, so that's some good news. Is uh, uh, there's also another announcement um, out of uh, NYCC that um, might not be such great news? It looks like there's going to be an Inhumans one shot called um, Judgment Day that will act as a cap for yeah. the story that has been told thus far in the pages of, uh, of um, um, Al Ewing's The Royals. Um, and the reason is that it's kind of uh, got me feeling a little down is that the way that it, they frame it all, it sounds as though Royals might be coming to an end and that this book will act as a sort of um, an Omega to Inhumans Prime's Alpha.
0: Yeah, that's kind of sucky. I mean... Um I mean hopefully in episode twenty nine when we actually do like a comics review, uh hopefully Sarah will be able to sort of give us a bit of an update on that one. But I I hope it's not gonna end, but the problem is is, you know, in humans are only getting fairly I think it's about twenty thousand buys every month,
1: which kinda of sucks, but Well, that's according to know. diamond distribution. We I I mean I I feel like most people I know read comics uh digitally yeah. nowadays. Um and no one ever releases the digital numbers. Although if the digital numbers were great, I'm sure they would release them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the comic books now exist mostly as a, st- uh, a placeholder for uh, for TV and movie content. So which what we is, really yeah. need is for um, the Inhumans TV show to up its game. And fortunately, it kind of did this week. I thought that episode three, which is called Divide and Conquer, really uh took a step in the right direction yeah. um, Jeez, it has man. a it has a new director uh, uh someone who a different director who I have written down his name <laughs> is Chris Fisher, and I believe a new writer uh Rick Cleveland uh doing this episode and although the episode is a crazy haphazard hodgepodge of different things happening all at once it's um a lot more fun. And yeah. And a lot more engaging.
0: It's a lot better put together as well. I mean it was in my opinion it was kind of like the first two episodes came out and they were designed for IMAX and then this one comes out and it's kind of you know, it's in my opinion it's kind of, it's, it's getting on to being an almost different show altogether. Um I mean you may not agree with me too much there, but it just it just, it just kind of
1: it's more of a TV show. It doesn't feel yeah. like a, a, a cobbled together movie. Um it's uh, it, it feels like a TV show. It is a TV show. And because of that, you I think you at least I watched it with a bit more of a, a forgiving eye because I'm like, all right, so this is TV. It's going to have not so great special effects. It's um and um I ended up enjoying it quite a bit. Yeah, um, me too. Me too. And I I think that the 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 choice to have a lot of the characters uh, interacting with, with humans uh, with, uh, uh, really did a lot to um, flesh out the characters.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, I mean do, you want to, do you want to give a rundown of the episode and just sort of.
1: Yeah, well, a lot happens, so I'm just going to kind of bullet point it. Um, yeah. You know, we start off, we're introduced to uh, Henry Ian Cusack's character, Dof- Dr. Evan Declan. Now, if you guys, uh, fans of Lost, remember uh, Henry Ian Cusack, uh, he played. Uh, shoot. <laughs> he played a guy on Lost who had a real thick Scottish accent. He was one of my favorite characters. He's a fun actor. It's good to see him here. He shows up. He seems to be some sort of wealthy industrialist um, that has a keen interest in the Inhumans. It's not quite clear why or how, but he's he's rich, and he's interested in the Inhumans. And one of his... Um, one of his uh, underlings makes him aware of uh, Blackbolt's arrest on Oahu, and um, Doctor Declan makes a quick plan to uh, travel to Hawaii. And he contacts um, a person who's an inmate at a prison in Hawaii. There's this big guy named Sammy, um, and he promises to help Sammy if he can look after Blackbolt until Declan arrives. Elsewhere on the island, it turns out that the kindly surfer dudes who Gorgon had befriended are actually all ex-military and <laughs> have a lot of guns, yeah. and are quite <laughs> willing to stick around and assist Gorgon in fighting off Maximus's goons when they sh- show up. Um, herein, we see a real interesting exchange between um, between Gorgon, who's played by Emmy Ak- Ik Wakkor, and uh, one of the paramilitary surfers, who's played by an actor named Ty. Quimboa, And Quimboa's character is a native Hawaiian, and he relates to Gorgon's situation of a kingdom under siege. You know, Hawaii had once had a king as well, until the Westerners came and annexed the islands as part of the United States. And the whole thematic of, in, of the injustice of subjugation does seem, seem to stir up something in Gorgon. Although he's a little too preoccupied with his own concerns to really give it the thought it deserves, although we do see this theme coming up again later in the show.
0: I was going to mention, uh, sorry really quickly, it's not quite related to the show, so I don't know if you want me to to mention it or not, but um, that's also the reason why Hawaii has a uh, a Union Jackal flag. Because uh, the King of England helped Hawaii during the time of being annexed
1: interesting fact good to know sorry for ruining your uh, 24 there that's no problem that's what editing is for um <laughs> that's good. so Oren meanwhile reports back to maximus uh she's failed in her effort to neutralize medusa and now admits that she needs reinforcements maximus decides to send this mysterious inhuman to aid her this is some guy named mortis and it's, uh, it's told that he may be one of the most powerful humans next to Black Bolt. I'm not, I've never heard of Mortis. He's not from the comic books, um, but he seems to be imprisoned, likely on Black Bolt's decree, and he doesn't seem that interested in what Maximus is up to, but he's willing to do his bidding if it means getting a chance to extract vengeance on the royal family. Uh Now, he kind of reminds me of a character from the Lee and the Jenkins and Lee story named Dinyu, but who, who also had a power that came out of his face. But long story short, he's essentially a new character and a pretty tough customer. Oren is rather apprehensive about having to work with him, but reluctantly agrees. Meanwhile, Medusa's wandering around downtown Oahu... Uncertain what to do, she seems to understand that human culture works on a monetary system, and then just asks an ATM machine to give her money. <laughs> it doesn't was, work out. <laughs> that was quite a, a funny, uh, a funny little tour there. I am the queen. Give me money. <laughs> um, that wouldn't work for me either. So, elsewhere, Blackbolt has been transferred from from the county lockup to a penitentiary on the island. This is a federal prison, uh, and all of the all of the the warden and the various guards are angry over, over all of the uh, officers that Black Bolt had injured. And uh, the warden decides them to put him in gen- general population, hoping that it will result in him getting beaten up or killed by one of his fellow inmates. Uh, herein, uh, Black Bolt has a bit of a flashback to his youth when he and his brother and their father all discuss their future. And uh, Black Bolt is the elder brother and their father, Aegon portrayed by uh, Michael Bew, uh, has decreed that Black Bolt will be king and Maximus would only take the throne were something to happen to Black Bolt. While Maximus is eager to be the leader, Black Bolt seems less interested. He doesn't really want to be king. He he talks about um, how small Adolin is and he seems to be much more interested in the, uh, the grander world that there is out there. Um, Maximus, however, is quite eager to be king and he looks at his brother with huge envy now um then it switches back to the jungle where karnak wanders out he, he the fall has caused him uh, to sustain some sort of terrible concussion and his powers no longer seem to work his little weird heads-up display doesn't give him the right directions and um he's in bad shape uh he wanders across this illegal pot farm and is detained by the uh, paranoid weed farmers worried that he might be a cop or an agent of a competing cartel or something and they take him prisoner then maximus visits crystal who's still sequestered in her apartment he promises to free her if she were to stand behind him and support his kingship to the genetic council it seems important to Maximus that Crystal agreed to do this of her own accord, although he does allude to the idea that he could force her to comply if he wanted. Um, they've done something really nice with uh with uh, Crystal's hair in this episode. I don't know if yeah. it's the way she's shot or if she has it tied up. It 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 looked rather synthetic in the first two episodes, but it looked much more natural. It, um, it
0: looks almost like um you know from the like by right of birth and that sort of thing as well. It's kind of it's a bit more. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how to put it. I was about to say it sort of shows her age. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Once um, this... not, whilst it's not a bad thing. I think it was kind of, you know, in the in the first
1: episode, like you said, it looked a bit fake, a bit. Yeah, know. it looks more natural this time around. Um, and uh, hey, uh, I Isabel Cornish, who's the actress who plays Crystal, is just gorgeous, and um, it really shines through in this episode. Um, and um, I don't know what Maximus really wants from her. But, um it seems very important that she support him, and you're not it's not quite clear I mean Maximus says he wants his family back, he wants his family behind him um and if he if he just wants that for sake of show or if he if ever he genuinely wants that for his own reasons, um it remains ambiguous mm. um There's a flashback to the day in which he went through Terra Genesis. and the for, you know Chancellor Katang who was killed last episode, but makes a flashback appearance in this episode, portrayed by actor Marco Rodriguez, he informs Maximus that Terra Genesis has rendered him completely human. Um, somehow, the, uh, the the transformative myths have have given him no power, and furthermore make, have made him fully human. There's nothing in his DNA that even... Indicates the inhuman quality, and this is news that just completely distresses young Maximus. He realizes that his complete lack of inhumanity renders him at the lowest rung of the hierarchical caste system on Adelan. The scene flashes, uh, changes again. We find Medusa has made her way to a tony suburban neighborhood on the outskirts of town. She sneaks into a home and pilfers a new, less conspicuous outfit along with some cash and canned food. It turns out that uh, Medusa can read English and comes across... She, she comes across a newspaper through which she learns that Black Bolt has been incarcerated at this federal penitentiary. There's also a taxi cab number on the refrigerator, so she's going to jump cab. <laughs> um, elsewhere, Eldrack transports Orin's reinforcements to Hawaii. This includes a group of guardsmen uh, and, uh, and humans, none of which are from the comics, but they're kind of like approximations. We got locust flora. Pulsus and Mortis. These terrible names. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flora seems to have the same powers as uh, as Jolene from uh, from the Young Inhumans. Oh, that series. <laughs> yeah, Mort Mortis again. I don't know who it is. Locust. It was an Inhuman who made a real quick appearance in the Ultimate Fantastic Four version of the Inhumans, but they've switched genders on this one. Um, not memorable goons, but you know cool enough uh the group make their way towards gorgon's location uh that they can track because he's left his comm link open his com link open okay so back in the federal prison black bolt is taken by the head screw or guard to sammy in the hopes that sammy will beat the crap out of him <laughs> but sammy is actually there to help him after some prodding, Sammy discovers that Black Bolt is an Inhuman, and it's a real funny thing, he asks him, "How did you get your powers? Were you bitten by a radioactive spider?" <laughs> yeah. Which is an interesting call-out because um, that's like one of the few characters that Marvel film doesn't own the rights to, and
0: yeah, and it's the only one um, they alluded to.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that was rather clever, but but then he guesses correctly. He says, We're, "You know, are you?" He, he figures out that he's an Inhuman. Um, and um he says he's there to help him and when um blackbolt gestures asks why sammy responds that he's a hawaiian and that's their way and it's the second time that the thematic has come up um but the weight of it seems uh, less lost on Black Bolt than it was on gorgon you know i'm kind of hoping that that seeing this will have um, a profound effect on 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 blackbolt um Meanwhile, back, meanwhile, back on Adeline, Maximus has summoned the genetic council and declares to them his plan to abolish the caste system. Yay! Well, the council yeah. is, yeah, the council is, of course, distressed by this mostly because they're the ones who have most benefited from this system. And Crystal's brought in to offer credence to the legitimacy of Maximus's rule. And there's a one time I was hoping Crystal would follow, would, would do as, she's, as Maximus asked, but she doesn't. She balks on her promise and uses her powers to escape. She runs to where Lockjaw has been kept and uses a quick jolt of electricity to wake him. Before the guards can arrive, Crystal has Lockjaw teleport the two to Earth. Back on Earth... Karnak has been held prisoner by the uh, pot farmers. One of these farmers is really paranoid and wants to kill Karnak, while the other two aren't too keen on being a part of murder. Karnak once again realizes that his fault finding powers are on the fritz. Uh, later on, the kindliest of this group, this young woman, comes in to clean Karnak's wounds. Um, he does his best to tell her where he's from. He's quite crestfallen and believes that without his powers he can be of no help to his king or his family, that he's little more than a liability. Having nowhere else to go, Karnak asks if he might be allowed to stay with him, and the three pot farmers uh, ultimately agree to let him stay. Orin and her forces track Gorgon's comlink to an old shack deep in the jungle. Here Gorgon has set up a trap, and he and his paramilitary surfer buddies attack from the high ground um, of the trees, Gorgon and Orin battle, and Gorgon gets the best of her. Things seem to be going his way until Orin calls to Mortis for aid. Gorgon just seems terrified at the sight of Mortis. And um, what Mortis does is he opens up this plate on his face mask and, this, and releases this terrible energy blast. It just misses Gorgon and detonates the shack. And Gorgon orders the others to retreat, and he and, he and his pals all run off into the jungle. Finally, well, not finally, almost finally, and ultimately, <laughs> another flashback shows uh, Black Bolt, the youngster, and his parents shortly after he has gone through Terogenesis. Uh, Katang states that Black Bolt's voice is hugely destructive, that he has the potential to destroy all of Adelan. He needs to be sequestered for the well-being of Adelan, but his father won't hear of it. Agon, King Agon insists that his son will be king despite the limiting, quality, limiting qualities of his powers, and Maximus looks on and his hatred and jealousy just seems to bubble over. Meanwhile, back in prison, the screw is just totally bummed out to see Black Bolt and Sammy playing, playing chess together. <laughs> he's, he, he's angry that, that this big dude hasn't beaten him up, so he orders Black Bolt out into the yard, hoping that some of the other inmates might give him the beatdown that Sammy failed to offer up. Yet this once again doesn't go as planned. The inmates exercising in the yard recognize Black Bolt as the dude who put a bunch of cops in the hospital, and they all celebrate him as though he were a hero.
0: (laughs) That was a good bit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Infuriated, the guard comes to strike BB with his pawn, and quite quickly the whole thing devolves into a riot. Sammy grabs Black Bolt, and the two of them make their escape. It turns out that Sammy is himself an inhuman he has the power to conduct huge amounts of heat from his hands, and he uses this power to take down a large garage door, enabling the two to make it out of the prison. It turns out that Dr. Declan had been waiting for this moment, and he lands a helicopter outside the prison. This is the worst guarded prison on Earth, by the way. <laughs> uh, so he lands this, this, this helicopter in the prison, and Black Bolt and Sammy jump up, and, and they all jump in, and they all fly off. Unfortunately, this all takes place right as Medusa's cab arrives. She breaks in, but arrives just a moment too late and can only watch as Black Bolt flies off in the helicopter. All this time, Louise Fisher, that, that scientist woman from the uh, first two episodes, um, she has come to Hawaii and she's been sort of stationed outside of the prison hoping to get a chance to talk to Black Bolt. She sees what has happened. She runs up to Medusa and says, hey, who are you? And Medusa still has the gun she took off Oren. And she points it at Louise and says, and insists that she use her car to follow the helicopter. She says, yeah, sure, I'll do that. And so they, they run yeah, off sure, to get helicopter. <laughs> Back in the jungle, Lockjaw has teleported he and Crystal to Earth. He's st- Lockjaw's still very heavily sedated, and he just wants to go to sleep. Before Crystal can rouse him, some dude races up on an ATV and crashes right into Lockjaw, causing yeah. him to fly over the handlebars. Uh, Lockjaw looks to be badly injured. The ATV rider takes off his helmet and reveals himself to be some prototypical handsome white guy from central (laughs) casting. And here the episode comes to its cliffhanger ending. Sure,
0: that that when 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 Lockjaw when Lockjaw got hit by the ATV, um, it was it was almost like I was reading Black Bolt issue four again or five, whatever one it was.
1: Oh right, episode five where he got injured.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't like seeing animals getting hurt. Even no, even and, uh, even completely CGI ones. Obviously, well, I'm glad it wasn't a real dog. Well,
1: fortunately, like Lockjaw is uh, big enough to handle it. I'm sure he'll be okay. Um, yeah. Although he might be laid up for a bit. That'll save some CGI budget. Save some CGI
0: uh, and also get rid of their uh, Deus Ex machina.
1: I suppose so. so... <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so and I I, th- I think the guy who ran into him is um, and actor who's been signed up for the show um named bridger zandina or something and he's he he was announced as a cast member a couple months back he's he is really your um standard issue good looking white guy i I think Um, i
0: remember you saying that about him
1: (laughs) yeah he he no doubt will be the love interest for crystal um although running over a uh, someone's dog is hardly the way to uh, to make a good first impression. Um, so he's, but, but he's definitely not Johnny kind of... Storm. No, he's Johnny Storm's stand-in. He's <laughs> uh, he's a non-union Johnny Storm. Uh, <laughs>
0: but so, what's uh, what's your general opinion on the on the show then? I mean,
1: well, like I said, I liked this yeah. episode a lot better. I thought that um, uh, there was. Uh, a lot of fun action i like seeing all the i like seeing the inhumans interacting with uh earthlings because um they the dialogue was less um goofy yeah Um, yeah it's much better written yeah and um I really enjoyed the way in which they utilize, uh, kind of Hawaiian culture and the history of Hawaii to create this parallel about, um, the, um, you know, the injustices of subjugation that, um, you know, uh, Black Bolt has maintained a rule over this small area where there's a strict caste system. It's totally unjust. It's, it's, it's totally, um, not cool. And he sees, um, you know Hawaii as a place where you know it once was a kingdom and it got annexed and subjugated and you know Hawaiians are doing okay, but it's still uh, culturally it's just terrible what's happened there. Um, and I'm hoping that this will have a shaping effect on how Black Bolt sort of re-understands his place. I think um, you know it's 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 interesting with Maximus because. Y- y- you don't really know what to do i mean i'm rooting for him and i'm rooting against him at the same time and that's just not something i'm very used to in tv well yeah (laughs) in in movies maybe yeah he's such a cad he's such a bad dude but at the same time i mean his his proclamation to abolish the caste system on adeline is totally something i can get behind i'm like yeah Hell yeah, you should do that. It's you know. I was gonna say uh,
0: there's kind of like a it, there's definitely two sides of a of a coin with Maximus. It's just kind of on one hand he's trying to get rid of you know kind of like the culture and and a big part of the Inhumans ethos, uh, you might say. But equally he wants to get rid of the caste system um, and kind of just for the good of the people, really, which which you can everybody can get behind. Who needs a caste system in the 20th, yeah. 21st century.
1: I think that that is one of the things that made the premise of the show a bit difficult for a lot of um, uh, people, viewers who weren't hugely familiar with the Inhumans going in. I think they were expecting uh, pretty much standard, fare, good guys and bad yeah, guys, yeah. and were a, lo- a little, um, not, I guess put off is not the right term, but a little jarred by the fact that there are no clear good guys and bad guys here. It's just um, it's just weirdness. Yeah, I
0: mean, <laughs> look, look at every single TV show that Marvel have been putting out recently. You've got, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you've got Phil Coulson and his Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., who are all good guys, you know, apart right. from, I mean, season one, I suppose you could argue that it Ward kind of... the bad guy, yeah. Yeah, but I mean... Even then, he he still believed he was a good guy. Um, Agent Daredevil. Oh yeah, Agent Agent Carter. uh, Agent Carter, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, uh, Defender of the Good Good Guy, uh, Defeater of the Hand. Right. This is the
1: first. um, (laughs) Thank you. This is this is the first morally ambiguous um uh, tale for Marvel to put out there. I think, including all their movies as well. Um. And it's hard. I think it's difficult to do. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, the only the only parallel you can kind of see from like the the rest of the MCU is, is almost civil war, um, because civil war kind of had that both sides are kind of right, but they're also kind of wrong. Um.
1: Oh, yeah, the the comic or the movie? Uh, the movie. So. Oh, I thought that the well. I thought Cap was right.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was we'll, to the uh, cap all the way.
1: We will Although, agree to disagree on that one. Black Panther was still my favorite though. Yeah. Um and uh so I thought this was this episode was a, was a seismic step forward. A big Definitely. uh Gorgon hoof foot forward. <laughs> um it, it was less I mean it was still pretty goofy. But, yeah, but it you can't was really endearingly get, goofy.
0: Yeah, you can't get away from that with the humans. Let's be honest. I mean, you know, reading their comics at the moment, you should be expecting
1: that. Um, I also thought that Anson Mount was much better as Black Bolt. This episode, I think he got some better directing. Mm. He didn't overdo it with all of his facial tics and whatnot. He was a little more subtle. Yes, um, and. Uh, I appreciated that, because I, I thought he kind of overdid it a bit in the first two episodes, um, you know, gesturing with his eyebrows and whatnot in a kind of almost comical way. Here, he's a little more subdued and and chill, and it seemed more Black Bolt-esque. Yeah,
0: that, yeah, I, that, that was my problem with the first two episodes, is that he wasn't particularly... Uh, he didn't feel like my Black Bolt. If you know, do you know what I mean? You know when a character mm-hmm. just epitomizes... Um, or an actor epitomizes a character, kind of like Robert Daly Jr. does for Iron Man for me, and Chris yeah. Evans does for Captain America. He, he he's kind of, Ansel Mountain is kind of starting on that road now. Uh, I can kind he of did, see him he more did, he and more. He didn't start
1: off that way. Yeah. No,
0: he didn't, but I, I think that was more due to direction and potentially writing. Um, you know, but I, I think the whole sign language kind of stuff was a really good, good add on.
1: Yeah, and I think in this episode where he you know, he's basically the only person he communicates with is this big guy, Sammy. And the two of them I thought had a real uh a neat I I liked them together. Yeah. Um They were such creatures of different worlds, but um uh it was it was cool. And um I, I came away feeling um, much happier with uh, Mount's performance, and I think the same can be said for Serinda Swan's take on Medusa, um, yeah. especially when she got into some human clothes uh, and stopped. You know that big that mob dress. I just hated. So when she got when she found that leather jacket and some jeans, I was like, okay, now I can take her a little more seriously. Yeah. Um, but I
0: like and- how, I like how. A, you know, a good percentage are essentially powerless. Um, you know, Karnak can't use his whole heads up display kind of thing because, and oh, I'll come back to this in a minute because, um, you know, obviously you've got a bang on the head. Uh, people are suggesting right. it could have been something else, but I'll talk to, talk to ask you about that in a minute. Uh, Medusa's had a haircut off. Um, right. Black Bolt obviously is not going to use his voice, to, like, because, you know, crack the world in half. Sure. Um, you know, and
1: Lockjaw's been run over yes so, um <laughs> yeah and uh crystal's been on the moon where um maybe her powers are a bit limited but now she's on earth and she may have um a greater um she might have better powers yeah it might have augmented
0: them a bit better yeah um so i and, mean so, so the name of the name of the actual episode could have been a little bit misleading calling it divide and conquer because by the end of it, they're all in the same place now. <laughs> um, well, they're on the
1: same planet, but, um, yeah. they're, they're, they've, they've found new friends. They've all, you know, uh, Black Bolt's with Sammy and Dr. Declan Medusa's hooked up with Louise. Um, yeah, um, Carnax <laughs> with his weed farmers. Uh Gorgon's with his paramilitary surfers. And now and Crystals with Johnny Storm Light. Um so it's everyone a... has their own pals.
0: Why did Karlak end up with weed farmers? I, I just I just don't get the writing on that one. Oh dear. Well
1: it, you know, it's it's uh, Oahu and there are weed farms. I mean it's it's I guess it's one of the best places to grow such things. Um but this,
0: this, there was, there was one thing that, um, I was talking to somebody else about, uh, and they kind of touched upon it just as I was watching the episode. And it was that apparently, according to some people on the internet, they are claiming that, that marijuana has, has done something to Karnak's terogenesis. <laughs> and I'm kind of like, what? I was kind of, okay. I was, I was kind of thinking about that and I was thinking, well, because no, he just got a big bang on the head?
1: I, I think he's probably concussed. So... Well, that's certainly a, a more sound theory, but yeah. I guess it's not outside of the realm of possibility. I mean, I don't—we don't see him smoking any of it. I guess it could be through tactile. Uh, that's
0: what I mean. Just kind of, yeah, I, I just think that you know, at the end of this, we we meant to see like the Inhumans just sort of chilling out a bit too much, just
1: blissed out on some Maui wowie,
0: <laughs> and <then laughs> just Black Bolt starts talking. It's like, "What?"
1: <laughs> um but yeah it, yeah i i think that 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 having them be illegal weed deal uh, yeah. farmers means that they you know it gives them a reason to be paranoid and to have guns and to, to you know because they're they're you know that's illegal and um
0: yeah and I, I don't think uh, it was uh, going to be um you know, like it's not going to be like columbia and and masses of cocaine or anything like that it's going to be something that's um
1: that you can grow there put it that way <laughs> You know, one thing that that sank in after after w- watching the first two episodes was the um, sort of subplot that ran through about there being something that um, Crystal and Medusa's parents were against the caste system or against the way in which Genesis was used, and that that put them at odds with um, with Black Bolt's mom and dad. Okay, and um, I'm thinking that. Maybe Black Bolt is not as pro things being the way they are on Adelan as he may seem.
0: Yeah, I think I think uh, I think that's probably going to come to a fore. I think he's he's probably a little bit more progressive than what he shows the genetic council because because it's kind of like in the comics. I think the genetic council actually sort of ran things from behind the scenes.
1: Oh, yeah, they were his enemy. They uh, made his life miserable. They didn't yeah. want him get married, and they didn't want him having a child. And, it, um, you know, to keep the peace, he did as they told, but he hated them.
0: Yeah, so uh, I, I think that's that's potentially going to be a, a thing in the future. Hopefully. Um, hopefully, Because, I mean, yep. <laughs> I, I think the genetic council is one of those things where you just, you, we don't need it in comics anymore. We don't need it in this TV show. Um, well...
1: I mean, they're they're an interesting device, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, oh, I mean, absolutely for stories and stuff. But I just, I kind of, it's one of those things that, including the car system, it just kind of, it's 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 too much of a callback to,
1: uh, you know, dodgy things. Put it that way. Yes, eugenics is never cool. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, oh, um. I really like this new Inhuman they introduced, not Mortis, I thought he was corny. Um, Sammy, <laughs> yes. who was portrayed by an actor named Falil, Falilio Alamilima, Um And I'm digging that they're using so many Hawaiian actors. They're really doing the island right. Um, yeah. And I appreciate that. Even on Adelan, it's a, uh, they've got a lot of uh, Hawaiian actors. Uh, in humans, and um, I think that's cool.
0: I was gonna say they uh, they changed it for episode two, where the extras are not no, are no longer completely
1: white. So, yeah, yeah, the extra. It's a, they've got a much more uh, uh, diversified that's, Adelan.
0: That's good because I because uh, when I saw um, the IMAX version of the first two episodes, it was just that's the biggest thing I could call out on. It was just yeah. the sheer amount of white people that were there. It was, you know, there was yeah. a, such, such a big thing made about the, the you know, the the big, the big cast um, being, you know, Emmy was a black guy, um, Karnak was, you know, is, is an Asian guy, and and yet all the extras seemed to be white in that IMAX <laughs> premiere.
1: Yeah, they they've rectified that um, that problem. Um, yeah, I mean, they haven't quite explained. Uh, how they all could be related when they look so different, but I think that doesn't really require an no, explanation. It's, that, that it's comics, maybe. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that that, does, that um, doesn't bother me too much because I mean it's just kind of like, you know, Triton, and, um, Triton, and wait, who's Triton's brother again? I've completely. Drawn. Karnak. Yeah, it is Triton and Karnak. I was about to say the right thing. Triton and yeah. Karnak kind of
1: kind of make sense as brothers, so. Um, All right so Triton does not make another appearance in this episode he's i mean i i still contend that he's alive and will show up soon but not not in this episode no he uh, yeah he will come back what do you think it? about them using new made up in humans for uh Orin's goon squad um
0: i i i don't mind it too much i think the problem is, is the Inhumans are, even though they've got such a good history, it's kind of like, well, there isn't actually that much substance to pick from. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of... look So look at it currently. I mean, you've got the Royals, which are focused on the Royal Family. You've got Black Bolt, which is focused on Black Bolt. Um, <laughs> and then you've got the Secret Warriors team. Um, it's actually quite hard to, in my opinion, to pick from the Inhumans' history. I mean, you can kind of, I suppose you could go to stuff like young inhumans, or kind of like Silent War, maybe?
1: Well, uh, Maximus had a whole cadre of, of, of evil inhumans that used to serve him. Um, they, it, I guess they'd it be the brotherhood, hard ones,
0: too. The, the brotherhood of evil inhumans.
1: now it, it's just, <laughs> just, just just Maximus's goons. Um, there was one dude that was like a tree dude named Ty- Timberius. Uh, yeah. There was, there yeah. was a, a centaur dude. Um, I see, uh, yeah, I, I you can... would have been hard to do. Um, <laughs> see, I can
0: see why they kind of made the piece up. Now. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah, but I mean, well, for instance, uh, why is this uh, character Flora called Flora when she could have been so easily called Jolin? They just would have done a a a, a, um, a gender swap, but. Yeah. Hey, you know that would have been a neat Easter egg for big-time fans like myself, but you know it's not a big deal.
0: So that was the uh, the Young and Human series uh,
1: she was in, he was in. Yeah, yeah. It's,
0: um,
1: a, it's a good series, by the way. Um, it is, yeah, definitely recommended. It. Yeah,
0: um, it's. Uh, I, I got. I think I've got halfway through.
1: I still need to finish that one. <laughs> so I do, much I do so comics. Yeah. Uh, and. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to the next one. I think this was—I uh, I must have meant I was like, "Oh, I have to watch this," um, because you know we're, we're doing this. But um, by the time this episode was over, I was looking forward to the next one.
0: Yeah, that's it. It just seemed to it completely turn my opinion around on it. I—I th- I think that the first two episodes were a bit of a car crash, and this is kind of, you know, it's taking it out and put it in a a brand new car, basically. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, so I'm. I'm quite uh, pleased. I am too. I think it's a good step forward, and um, if it continues in this direction, I uh, I think um, it uh, will be great. I don't know how the um, how it's done um, in terms of viewership. Um,
0: I'm not sure. I, I mean, uh, Sarah usually. Uh, well, last episode she got the uh, <laughs> the numbers up, didn't she?
1: Yes, so. um, I, and um, I don't know if they, um, if uh, TV, you know, puts up their ratings so soon thereafter. Um, yeah, yeah, we uh, just have to wait and see for that one. Yeah, they only have the Thursday ratings up. Oh, um, that's a shame. So next, next time, maybe we can talk about how. You know, because I, I always expect a show to have a big drop off from its premiere to yeah, the next yeah. episode well, that's critical
0: I'll say it's no no different to comic books really um, I suppose it's true you know you have your you have your opener which seems to get you know good few thousand uh views and then or, or buys in terms of comic books and it just drops off and levels out so that's all we can hope for really.
1: um yes, I agree, and um you know, I think the other thing is that um, uh, a lot of people, at least um, people that I've talked to, have um, done a lot of compare and contrast with the X Men TV show, The Gifted, <laughs> yeah, which um, I watched the first episode of and I really enjoyed. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not loath to admit it or anything, but that was really <laughs> well done, and I'm looking forward to watching the episode two of that one too. And I think that in humans moving forward can learn a lot from that show in that they used a smaller scope they didn't try and create something giant um, and and visually overwhelming you know they just they they kept it small yeah. and went with practical effects and um, you know you now we've seen Adelan it's been done the less time spent there the better yeah i feel I, like I, I kind of get you on that one because and
0: and this really does go well with the comics as well because, because Atalan, when it's not in the comic books, you seem to get really good comic books. Uh, mm. you know, I'm talking about like Realm of Kings, War of Kings, um, the current Royal series,
1: Secret Warriors, Black Bolt. The one exception to that rule would be Jenkins and Lee's miniseries, which just oh, yeah. exclusively on Atalan. And that, but I mean, that was, that, that's just, uh, that's just a fantastic book covered yeah. up by finish. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, if they had done the entire show as a uh, an adaptation of that, it would have been just fine. Yeah. I mean, it would cost a billion dollars, but...
0: Come um, on, Disney. Get the, get the money out there.
1: <laughs> right, there you go. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and give this episode a good four out of five yeah, Jaws.
0: Yeah, I would be inclined to agree with you. Um and yeah, if anybody wants to get in contact with the show and just sort of you know give their two pence or give their opinion and that sort of stuff, you can get in contact with us. Uh, we're on Twitter, which is at Rising one uh, And you can email us at theshow at com.
1: So please let us know what you think and let us know what you think about the show, our reviews, and anything. Yep. yep. Thank you for listening, all. Cheers, then.